0: Today we're speaking with Hetty Martiso. Hetty is working on some really interesting stuff. She is the CEO and co-founder of Cache. What a great name, by the way, Hetty. So we'll have to get to how you snagged that one. But Cache is a financial services marketplace for gig workers. And I think it's a really, really interesting space. As you know, the workspace has really, really shifted over the last, I'd say 10 years, but aggressively after COVID. We'll get into the Caché business model and what Hedy and her team are building. But before we get there, Hetty, tell us a little bit about you and uh, your career.
1: Well, about me. Uh, so I started to work quite young. I'm, um, I'm originating from Estonia. I'm living in Estonia and, uh, I, I have worked probably majority of my career that I live in Estonia, but I work outside. So before I, I founded Cachet together with my co-founder, I was working, um, uh, quite many years in a bank, one of the largest Nordics, Nordic banks. Uh, called Swedbank mm-hmm. and worked on different um, uh, topics connected with IT uh, uh, communication and, and also some of the data issues and uh, before that worked in a business software house where I, I was literally on the road uh, uh, 15 to 20 days out of every month so I've been I've been globe trotting a lot uh, with my work but I, I have enjoyed living in Estonia while doing that.
0: Well, I know what that life is like. It has its pros and its cons, but it sounds, I mean, and I know how amazing Estonia is. So you are quite lucky to be there, but tell me a little bit more about Caché. I see that you started it, you know, in 2018. Tell me about the pathway of this whole business.
1: Yeah, so I think it—it all got started while, while from my side, while i Decided that I have been too long working in a bank and the world kind of how would say uh, rushes past while the large ship is to sailing with its own path. Uh, it, it has been it was a great journey and a great company, but but definitely there's kind of big itch was inside to do something uh, on myself and, and on my own and uh, and figuring out how to really fulfill some of the goals that I've I've set myself. So we met uh, with my co-founder, Kalle, who is actually a former uh, politician. So he w- was a member of Estonian parliament for many years. So it's a very interesting background as well. But what uh, what we both shared, and he was also looking a bit for uh, maybe different things in life than only being member of parliament. So we were looking and starting to discuss lots about what's um, how the future of work will be and, and what's happening more in the data area, which has been a big passion of my own. And uh, And then we ended up, uh, uh kind of uh, figuring out uh, what what would be that that we should work together and then basically in the end of 2018 we founded cache and understood that um, that uh, we have figured out the way how to really do insurance better for platform economy. And since Estonia is an interesting country in terms of um, in terms in Europe, this was the first place where the, the kind of info society, uh, regulation was was it put in place, giving a good framework for companies like Uber and, and Bolt and others to operate right. in. Uh, besides that, obviously, 2018 was an interesting year as well in Europe where GDPR was enacted. So lots of uh, different kind of um, rules and, uh, and, and regulation connected with how companies can use the personal data. Plus also, if you if look back, the, then I, I looked at that later, was that uh, uh, blockchain and obviously Bitcoin had its first bigger this kind of mass uh, adoption so all those uh, kind of three things led us to basically where we are and how we work today with cachet. so this distributed kind of way of thinking really giving more power and and control over data for the for the for the person and then also the kind of overall gig economy boom and and everything
0: so, yeah. Hedy, I have you listed here cachet that you guys aggregate and enrich cross-market data from gig platforms to enable businesses like insurance companies to sell better priced and personalized coverage on the gig workers' real work hours. What an interesting idea. I mean, insurance is a real, real challenge for gig workers. Tell mm-hmm. me what you found are the specific areas of insurance that are most interesting.
1: Right. so we started uh, exactly from uber drivers we understood there's a, there's a quite a big problem for them in the market that the the price of insurance was really high for them it didn't matter if they were providing service two hours a week or i don't know 60 hours a week or 70 hours a week. It, it didn't it didn't really matter the price was right away uh, enormous so obviously if you work i don't know five hours a week you can't ever make the Ends meet uh, with the money that you earn, and you can't afford basically insurance. So uh, what we understood was that insurance companies are not evil; they just lack data. They don't just have the full insights into how actually gig workers are working, because they work uh, multi platform They don't only work yeah. for Uber. If they do the if they want to start providing taxi service, they right away work for Uber and uh, you know in US always Lyft in in Europe uh, Bolt and many others. And that means the data is scattered across multiple different platforms and what we in cache understood that's why i said our inspiration was a bit uh, gdpr was a kind of decentralized that if we bring the data together around the individual that the, the driver is actually driving and the vehicle that's actually been used as taxi then we would uh, build up a very interesting uh, data set which is really relevant for the insurance companies and that's how we got going we had a um, we had good. We, we put in place agreements with Bolt Tuber and, and a few others that are operating in the market, and and started to basically uh, get data in uh, live from them in order to underwrite more flexible policies, and and the similar. But so the main logic there is actually quite simple. But obviously, how to get it all going, it's 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 a bit more complex than that.
0: Absolutely. And so now tell me a little bit. Are you still focused heavily on the Estonian market or tell me about where you guys are today?
1: So we have a broker license, which is uh, basically we can distribute insurance across Europe. Uh, um, and uh, we started our journey where we sold directly in Estonia. Now we are selling also in Poland and are currently working on opening our operations in the Nordics. Uh, but uh, and that's the direct sales basically a person who is a single individual can buy and buy the let's say a motor motor policy via us which is flexible which they can use for them uh, driving, uh, driving uber uh, but uh, but now we have scaled also selling to b b2b so we are selling to different platforms starting from uh, various different sharing uh, economy uh, like uh, uh, micro vehicle fleets or or car fleets car sharing uh, also different blue color key workers platforms like cleaners or Mm -hmm. many others
0: the insurance heady that they're purchasing i mean europe obviously the majority of the markets offer health insurance i guess just as a part of being a citizen but i would assume that this is related to a broader set of insurance what kind of insurance are they acquiring
1: so today our focus is, is largely on uh, different liability insurances either professional liability was connected directly with the work or then uh, different kind of so micro vehicle or or car insurances which are asset based and and obviously also the then the kind of liability third-party liability insurances
0: yeah yeah absolutely today it's
1: mainly mobility and and professional liability
0: yeah, no, those are critical, critical areas. Well, I mean, certainly I think, Hetty, we need more of these solutions in other parts of the world soon. But tell me a little bit also just about kind of the market right now. I love the thought of this expanding gig economy and individuals essentially securing and controlling in some ways some of these elements that had, at least in certain economies, let's say, probably say the US and the UK had kind of shifted all of that authority and control over to businesses and kind of said, businesses, you have to do this. Tell me a bit about where we are in terms of that kind of shift. Is it continuing? Is it expanding?
1: So in a way, it's somewhere in between. I think the, the regulators are trying to get the I would say, monkey away from their shoulders and put it put it somewhere else. But end of the day, what what we are re- really kind of um, being outspoken as well is like end of the day, we should work on solutions actually to simplify uh, the, the life of a gig worker. Mm-hmm. Why can't we make everything so that it's not rocket science to your business? I come from Estonia, so I'm in a very lucky situation. For us, doing taxes takes uh, three minutes, and we can do everything digitally, by the yes. way. With ins- only we can't get divorced, everything else we can do digitally. <laughs> so, it, we, are, we are used to that lifestyle. For me, it's, uh, it's the question why can't we, you know, in every country, allow this kind of simple way of uh, doing business for every gig worker? And, and from that side, the, one of the key things is instead of actually putting the responsibility often to the platforms, let's figure out how to make the life of the gig worker much easier in terms of regulation, in terms of uh, all the benefits, et cetera. And I think this is kind of what we what, what we are there for. to the answer maybe your question more concretely, it's still somewhere in between. So the the today the actually in last week the 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 there was a direction in Europe, which is connected with the platform work. This got kind of additional steps further in terms of agreeing things, but it's still uh, a way to go, and if all goes well, it's going to be you know, agreed end of the year and, and enacted in a couple of years' time. There's a, there's a still a way to go to have some sort of framework agreed in Europe, but um, the fact is people love to work like that. They want to be free, they don't want to do the technical work, don't want to work for one employer, so one way or another, this is figured out, and companies like Caché are really trying to be the enablers of this lifestyle, and, and I think we are getting there.
0: Yeah, well, I love it. And it's funny, I've been asking a lot of people lately about freedom, because I think that personal idea of freedom is something that's ingrained in our psyches as humans, but not necessarily, when you ask people what actually freedom is, it's a little bit harder to to describe, and very different for different people. But I want to shift gears a little bit, Hetty, and talk about, you know, here you are, you had a fabulous career in the financial services sector, and you then decided to shift over to becoming an entrepreneur, and not only just an entrepreneur, but a superstar entrepreneur. I see that you're part of the Techstars portfolio. What drives that passion to be an entrepreneur? I think
1: some things you're born with. So this, you can't change, this kind of itch you need to have inside, the curiosity that kind of wanting more, not maybe settling for, or kind of comfort in, in your kind of comfort zone. So I think this is something that I just have had in me, but, uh, but if, if we look further, it's, it's, just, it's just actually wanting to live and, and kind of live a fascinating life. And as an entrepreneur, you are the one that sets your own agenda. And I think uh, this is one, but also I think the kind of the overall purpose of understanding and figuring something out and just wanting to kind of, um, I don't know, it's gonna sound always a bit tacky that make the world a bit of a better place uh, via, via some of the things, because I think what is something very special for the whole cash share team is that we, we very strongly believe that our mission that uh, we, we we like sharing economy. We believe that it's, it's the only way forward to share different assets. I mean, in order to do that, we we need to make it much more secure and safe and uh, and kind of simple. So that's one part. And and we also strongly believe that uh, whatever survey you read, you said you uh, look deeper into the freedoms, that that actually there is there is no logic anymore that there is only one employer, 95, very fixed, and that's it. So you can look how much people, when we started our journey, we were laughing at, whoever we reached out in Estonia and asked for help, uh, everybody had their own, like a, juridical company that, that they could provide services. Like literally everyone who we contacted. And I think around 95%, it just it didn't matter if they worked in, I don't know, Google or in uh, bolt or wherever. So yeah, of course, I you know, I can help you. Or I can, I can do a few hours. That's my company, company account. So a little bit, of stuff, oh, it's not like only Uber drivers that are Uber drivers, all of all of those people that reached out are actually gig workers. So why this isn't more normalized? And, and then we understood that this is very much connected with insurance, very much connected with overall taxes and just the, the kind of, um, I would say, uh, universal theme of the different societies. And yeah. I think this is why the world is moving and it's not triggered by individuals, it's actually now more and more triggered by large corporations. Where, you know, I, I used to work in a bank, so I, I kind of get a bit there their goals. So everybody wants to be more and more efficient. And obviously the biggest cost is always stuff. So that diversification is is actually going to be the thing.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think that you're obviously on to something extremely important and extremely growing. And certainly there's something about being born to push forward with new ideas. But I love really kind of this movement that you're part of and anyone who has children of any age, you know, I have children that are setting out on their own now as young adults. And um, you can see they have no desire, no desire at all to correspond to any kind of nine to five work structure. They think it's insane. They think the idea doesn't make any sense. And so it's, it's wonderful to see companies like Cache offer uh, solutions. So, you know, Hetty, as you look forward, here we are in another interesting, I'd say, economic cycle. You know, what's on the horizon for Cache and what do you think is going to evolve over the next, let's say, eighteen months?
1: So for us, uh, we have really done a lot of work in proofing and testing, and, and actually building up different technologies and data models, uh, which is which are everything, which is which is everything that then supports today largely insurance, and then in future other financial services. So now we are full gears on scaling. So this is this is basically what we want to do. We, as like I said, we are today selling across Europe like B two B insurance, uh, but we are now scaling and, and aiming to really reach to to kind of every every country in Europe in in probably next few years, and and then obviously further. Uh, and uh, hopefully the. The kind of bets we have done towards what are the solutions and what are the main uh, ways of um, solving these uh, small problems in terms of data sharing and everything uh will be will be nicely put in place and and uh, and the kind of standards are created and obviously we aim to be one of the standards in, in the long term how the how the platform economy and gig economy insurance is going to be done so,
0: I love it. Well, scaling is always an exciting process and uh, I'll be excited to hear how that goes for you in the future. But Hetty, if someone wanted to learn more about what you and the Cachet team are working on, where's the best place to reach you?
1: So, obviously, I'm... I'm on LinkedIn uh, reach out to them. Um, if, if you're not only selling me software, then I'm, I'm more likely to answer,
0: <laughs> but, uh,
1: aside, uh, but but also obviously we have a website and we are currently redoing a lot. So in a couple of months time, lots more info will be published, what we actually have been doing. And uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm speaking in quite many events and so is my co-founder, Kalla. So uh, please do reach out and you see us at, at any event or any other cashier.
0: Well, Hetty, I mean, congratulations. Uh, certainly, the cachet story is a very, very exciting one. And also, I would say it's a really great example of a company that's reshaping the way that we think about work and think about how we protect individuals in that context of work and the roles of businesses and society. And I guess most notably, customer data, individual data and how it's utilized. Hedy, thank you so much for being on the show. We've been speaking with Hedy Mardiso. She is the CEO and co-founder of Cashier, which is a financial services marketplace for the gig workers, they aggregate and enrich cross-market data from gig platforms to enable businesses like insurance companies to sell better price and personalized coverage based on the gig workers' real work hours. They are a superstar company. They're a part of the Techstars portfolio, and they are in the process of scaling their business. Hetty, thank you so much for being on Uncaged, and we look forward to having you back. My pleasure.